Thanks for supporting the Raising Profits podcast. If you really want to get behind the mission and vision of what we do, be sure to check out evanstc.org or thearcpcb.com to get behind some really mission-focused ministries that are right in line with what I want to help support and grow. Welcome to the Raising Profits podcast, where I'll be sharing my journey with you as I learn how to be a better steward and entrepreneur through a biblical worldview. I'll have guests with testimonies meant to encourage us, wisdom that preserves us, and knowledge that helps us move forward in our kingdom purpose. I'm your host, Max. All right, here we are for another episode of the Raising Profits podcast, and today I have with me Stephen Turner, CEO and founder of Flow Business Solutions. And uh, basically, I met Stephen through my friend Kyle of the uh, Scaling Mountains podcast, and they had a really awesome conversation. Apparently, uh, God has a very unique and necessary mission for Stephen to fulfill in the corporate world. And uh, I, I would like to share that with the audience and uh, help people know a little bit more about him and what he's doing and basically how, how God feels about how things are going in corporate America today. So, Stephen, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we were talking a little bit in the pre-show and uh, and my friend Kyle, I mentioned he he connected us and and basically uh, he told me that God gave you a word about something that you you needed to do in the corporate world through your your leadership experience and management experience uh how did how did that come about like what what really happened there and and what is the message well um i'll give you a very brief background uh i was in corporate america for 35 years uh, 34 on the management team of ups a fantastic organization and one thing nice about ups is if you do well you're left alone so I was left alone for 34 years to do my thing. And uh, there's lots of details behind that, but I'll just uh, tell you this, that uh, in November of 2006, on a Thursday, if I remember correctly, um, I woke up in the morning to a uh, word from the Lord that said, you're going to get an early retirement opportunity and you should take it. It came two days later. Well, hot dog. I wouldn't yeah, mind, and I wouldn't on, mind February, that. <laughs> <laughs> on February 21st, 2007 was my last day at UPS. So um, I left there, did some things for a while, uh, started a coaching business, was in the been in the entrepreneurial space since then. But the important thing here for the purpose of this conversation is that on February 8th this year, I was sitting as February 9th in this chair, and I heard the Lord say, I'm going to make some changes in corporate America. And I want you to write a corporate manifesto on the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. So what that that was, was a, a directional statement as to how our leaders supposed to lead. That's really what it, what, what it meant for me. So um, I said, okay, you know, it was kind of a massive task, but at the same time, he gave me the peace that goes along with the things that he tells us to do. Whoa, there it is. And um, <laughs> you're, you're on task. This is great. I'm on task. It. So um, I just said, okay, all right. And it started mulling over into my head a little bit. Well, the following Tuesday, which I think is February 15th, 
um, I was at a networking event and I met a guy who lived in Rochester, New York, which is where three of my kids went to school. So I thought, I'm going to reach out to this guy and find out what he does. So I do. In the process, he tells me that he is working on a similar project, but more from the technology world and managing tech technology people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're just start talking. And I got, then he told me about a leather lady he was working with, who's been working on a similar project to this for five years. And he gave me a quick overview on what has happened in the five years, keeping in mind that, you know, two of the years were COVID years. So not a lot happened those two years. So then after we're talking a little bit, I says, I got to tell you, I got to be very open, open with you. The Lord told me to do this. And his answer to that was this. That's what she said. So now I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, let's get together. So the, you know, the three days later, we had a three-way conversation on Zoom. And uh, I got to hear what she was doing. She got to hear what I was doing. Uh, she actually had a book written on what she did. So she sent it to me. So I got the book. But before I read the book, I wrote the manifesto because I wanted it to be exactly what I would write, not being influenced by anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the manifesto. Then I came over and I read the book. And what I discovered is that these two pieces came together like this. Because wow. what she did was, and reflecting her background, she put uh, procedures together. I'm giving this at a pretty high level that would systemize things inside a corporate world, which a corporate world needs to have. Now, when I was doing all these things, from my perspective at UPS, yes, it was in a corporation, but it was within my work group. So whether I had, you know, five or six people, or when I became a finance director level person, I had over 100, right? It was still my world that I was leading. So I don't have to worry about anybody interfering with me. What she did was she systematized the tools necessary to maintain long-term application in a corporate environment. Okay, now why is that important? In a corporate environment, um, well, as business grows, so it's not, it's not, there's not wrong with corporate, it's the nature of the beast. When a business right. starts, you got a solopreneur. He then starts adding people, right? Sooner or later, he adds a management team. As it grows, he adds another one. So what you end up with is a separation between those folks on the ground that are actually making things happen and the leadership that's pushing buttons. Right. Now, we know that people in a leadership role always look at numbers. They have to because they need business results to create value for share owners or for themselves if they happen to be a small business owner. Absolutely. So as a result... When the person on the top talks numbers, it'll flow all the way through the organization to where that frontline supervisor who needs to talk to the person on the ground that's actually doing the work, and that poor guy or lady is speaking numbers to these folks when they really need a personal conversation, recognizing who they are individually, and the manager leads the person, the employee, to do their work to the best of their ability because they want to. That message is lost in the corporate structure. I can okay. I can attest to that. 
And I think that uh, a huge part of the the value there, I mean, you, you're talking about like a macro solution where she was mm-hmm. talking about with the leadership and then a micro solution in, in the realm you were working in where you had your team. And so, yeah. You know, if you can if you can implement that strategy, which I hope to learn more about and share, uh, if we could implement that strategy on both levels, uh, what would that look like? All right, everybody. So it's time to take a quick break. I wanted to make sure to tell you about Ripify Media. They're some partners of mine. Uh, they're a video production company based out of Northwest Florida, and they're actually editing and helping me produce this show behind the scenes as we speak. So I just wanted to tell you guys about them because they focus on helping tell people's life events and their brand messages in a way that clearly communicates how effective you are at what you do and why it's so important. So whenever it comes to branding, any digital media editing, videography, podcast recording, voiceovers, any of those kind of things, Ripplify Media should be your go-to. If you want to know more about their online course creation or other offers, check the link below. Well, what it does is she has, you know, again, the systemization, but at the end of the, at the very beginning, a leader needs to know how to lead as opposed to manage. Mm. If you're managing employees, you're not getting the result that you do if you're lead employees. Processes, systems, and procedures need to be managed, but people need to be led. So leaders have to know how to lead. So that's step one. So that's where the stuff that I developed over all this time, which was actually the Lord developing through me all this time, is how to lead people. Okay. Once the leaders understand how to lead people, then to make sure that there is complete application and long-term sustaining of these changes in leadership, into the organization, you bring all these other pieces in. And all these other pieces um, include giving people uh, the opportunity to be involved in their own career. That doesn't mean the person runs their career. What it means is if I came to you, right? And I said, Max, um, how are you doing today? Great. And you have a particular assignment in your job. And I come to you and I ask you, and I do this all the time and I get great answers. What would you like to do? If, if you were, if I was with you the first day, I would say to you, Max, what would you like to do in five years? And normally you get deer, deer in the headlights looks. Yeah. Cause nobody ever asked him the question. No, nobody How about cares. Three years. <laughs> and nobody cares. How about three months? Whatever it is. The point is, where would you as an individual like to be? So if I know the answer to that question, while I'm running the business, I'm doing my best to be able to guide you in the same in the direction you want to go. And more often than not, by great percentage, you can do both at the same time. Mm. This doesn't happen. So there's that. Then there's recognition of employees. There are. There's another thing that the lady that I'm working with um, did a lot of surveys in her work, found that problem solving was a problem. There wasn't any which I find amazing (laughs) from a leader's perspective. But so we have developed um, problem solving approaches so that one of the, it was interesting. One of the things that frustrates people the most is that when they have a problem, they take it to their leader, nothing happens. 
Yeah. So we have fixed that as well. Um, and then we have we have created a structure where there is a C-level person responsible for what's called corporate vitality, vitality leadership. Because the, the focus of vitality leadership, which includes leading people as opposed to managing them, has to go through the entire organization. It, it can't just be spoken by a CEO and deployed to a frontline supervisor. Because all these people in the middle, they won't reinforce it. Mm. So when we bring this in, we start at the top and we go all the way through the entire management organization, teaching the leadership skills, and then deploy the, the numerous tools around the organization so that on a long-term basis, it's still happening. Because we have a tracking system that also keeps track of things, you know, the typical accountability, you know, you what you can't expect what you don't inspect, basically. Right. You, right? I mean, it has you, to be measured. You have metrics that you have to keep yeah. up with. No, exactly. Like your normal met That's metrics and KPIs and things like yeah. that. So, but it all comes together and great things can happen. That's awesome. And so, so over the last couple of years, as you've been implementing and for basically providing this service for corporations, what kind of results have you been seeing, both both at the top and the bottom levels? Okay, well, first of all, we are just starting in the corporate realm because all this started in February, right? Gotcha. As far as my gotcha. involvement. Okay. So we're at the position we have put we have put everything in place. We've designed all the tools and everything we need to actually do this. Now we're waiting for God-based funding Meaning. to take us into that active role on the corporate side. I've been doing this on the small business side, you know, for five years, um, you know, in other businesses. I did it in my world for, well, 45 years, actually. So um, the thing that I can say is that what we do works all the time. Um, I spent five years in Europe with UPS. I was over there in London during UPS's uh, initial international expansion. I was fortunate enough while I was over there, I was actually responsible for finance departments in 10 different countries. Oh, wow. As a result, I got to work in 10 different cultures from Scandinavia, Ireland, Belgium, Netherlands, all the way to Greece and Turkey. And you have cultures of very various differences Absolutely. when you run through that large number of countries. But I learned something. And this was, this was the thing that sealed it for me. That is that cultures vary, but hearts don't. Mm. No matter where you go, people, number one, want to do good work. They want to be trained to do good work. And they want to be recognized for doing so. That's everywhere. So what we have works as like people like to, well, what industries do you work in? Whatever. What industries no don't difference. you work in? Exactly. There's no difference. Because what, what we're so, really talking about here, we're not really talking about a business retooling per se. We're talking about teaching people how to relate better in a yeah. corporate setting 
so that they have stronger. It, it basically sounds like how do you nurture relationships in a way that's going to be productive for your your life's goals? Exactly. In the workspace. Now, let, let me just throw something else in here. One of the things that I have always paid attention to was what, what, what the Lord's messages are. Mm-hmm. People were designed, and you can find it in Genesis 1, 26 to 28. People are, are created to lead themselves. Because in verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image, right? In verse 27, he did it. And in verse 28, he said, God bless them. So God gave man every single thing they need as individuals on day one to fulfill the call in their lives. Mm. And then he said, be fruitful, which means bear fruit. Fruitful multiplies more than making babies. Right. So fruitful in that you work and produce things and expand yourself through multiplication, take dominion, and and be successful in what you do. So he gives us the desire to lead ourselves. So when business when businesses exist where people don't have the opportunity to impact their own lives, that piece of our natural desire isn't there. Yeah. And it's taken away. That's a day one desire. Yeah. Right? So, so that's got to have some sort of significance. Yeah. <laughs> So let me just throw this in as well. I love this topic, by the way. You can tell. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. When when the when the world worked on an agrarian society, all all the farmers were responsible for themselves. They had crop cycles and they had livestock cycles. Mm-hmm. They might get paid once or twice a year, but the money they'd pay the banker for what they borrowed to buy seed, and they would manage their lives for the rest of the time, rest of the year until it cycled out again. When those people came into the factories, starting in uh, the 1700s and into the 1800s, they lost the ability to, to define their life on a daily basis because they went into a factory and somebody else told them what to do. Mm. Now, that's the nature of the beast, right? So no I'm not going to say there's right? anything wrong with that. <laughs> However... Business leaders, regardless of the situation, still need to recognize that people want to have an impact on their own life. And if you lead people with the opportunities to have an impact on their own life, they will make you successful. Amen. No doubt about it. Amen. That's awesome, Stephen. I, I really, uh, I think there's a lot of food for thought in that. And uh, man, people need to be led, not managed. I mean, that, yep. that's that's a sermon right there. Uh, Stephen, it's been awesome connecting with you. If I were to point somebody towards Flow Business Solution, how they can get a hold of your coaching uh, or in contact with you, how would I do that? Okay. The, my, <clears throat> our website is, uh, is uh, www.flow-business-solution.com. And once you get there, there's the contact button and you can find us however you want by phone 
or email or whichever. There's also a link at the top of this of the uh, website with an invitation to view a, vid a video that introduces an audio series that we put together after I got done at UPS with all this, all the leadership skills that I, I discuss and everything that I do. It's a great vehicle for a small business owner to get all this valuable information as they're growing their business. And it's also the basis, obviously, of everything else that we do. Hey, everybody. This has been another episode of the Raising Profits podcast. If you're feeling encouraged, inspired, or if you learned something new, leave a review and let us know. We may even feature your comment in a future episode. One of the best ways to support our mission is to reach out to evanstc.org and make a donation to help them finish their 25-bed facility that helps men recover from drug and alcohol abuse by means of the gospel of Christ. Thanks for watching.